Welcome. This is the She's Capable podcast with Christelle, Shelby, and Ashley. We want to champion you, have real discussions on real issues, and have fun. We want you to thrive spiritually, emotionally, and in your practical life. Hi, we're so happy to have you join us today on the She's Capable podcast. Um, We are getting ready here to do a three-part series called Get to Know Us. And today we are going to get to know Ashley Kennedy. Hey. Ashley, I believe I met, oh, by the way, this is Christelle. I believe I met (laughs) you like four years ago. Yep. We were trying to figure it out. Yeah, three, four years ago, closer to four, I think. But um, Ashley's become a really amazing friend. I wrote down some things, actually, I just want to say about Ashley and getting to know her in these last three or four years. One of the things that really drew me to Ashley, first of all, was you know how you hang out with people and they feel like a sister and they feel like you actually feel comfortable around them, like you don't Mm -hmm. have to, you know, be something or act like something. And I think that is probably one of the main reasons I was first attracted to Ashley is just feel... If you ever get to meet her, if you already know her, you know what I mean. Feel feel really comfortable around her. And Ashley really believes in people. Amazing listener. Um, She's an encourager. And it doesn't surprise me because she's actually an Enneagram 3, which one of their gifts is to encourage and to really champion people. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing about her, there's lots of things I could say, but another thing is that she's not competitive. And what I mean by that (laughs) is she's competitive in the ways you should be competitive and not competitive in the ways that you shouldn't. And I think with women, we all kind of feel sometimes like this competitive thing that happens between women. And I think that's a really awesome thing about Ashley. Not to mention she's extremely authentic and I could just go on and on and on with amazing things to say about her. But let's just get to know her today. You can get to hear for yourself. And um, Ashley's just going to um, share some of her history, some of her life. And it's really important, even in this three-part series, it's important to us to get to know, to have you get to know us so that you know where we're coming through, coming from as we release mm-hmm. content. Because it's, it's hard to actually um, really understand sometimes some of what you're hearing and learning and, you know, what's even you know, the reason why someone is passionate about something that they're teaching or talking about frequently. And a lot of it has to do with all of us. We all have history that shapes us. Yeah. So you're going to hear some of our history that shapes us today. Yep. So Ashley, just go for it. Yeah. So something we were chatting about before we got started was just things we have in common. And I find with uh, building friendships, that's something that I think is an immediate um, like attraction point with friends is yeah. like, oh, there's some understanding just based on what we have in common. Yeah. So Christelle was talking about, yeah, just the whole sister aspect. Christelle has sisters. I have three How sisters. M- you have three sisters? Yeah, and you have, have three, three sisters. sisters. Yeah. Too, yeah. And um, we don't live in the same city as them, so it's really special just to have friends who feel like family and Sisters are fun. Shout out to my sisters, sisters if you are, are listening. <laughs> so, and then we're both part of a uh, big family. So I'm the sixth of seven. Christelle, you're the oldest. I'm the oldest of six. Of six, so, yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of fun, and big families are chaotic, so we kind of yeah. get that. Well, we understand like, large family dynamics. Yeah. And so I think you kind of just fit into those roles easily. Yes, absolutely. And um, I grew up, my parents were involved in ministry really heavily um and christelle she'll 
chat about that more in her story and her testimony and when y'all get to know her more. But my parents, actually, they're a couple of flower children, flower child people. (laughs) They were hippies. Um, My mom, she says, I ran away from home and I was picking strawberries and your dad came to um, my door. She was her and her roommate, they were living in Washington, and my dad and his drug dealer buddy knocked on their door to offer them drugs. So that's how my parents first met. That is so funny. And uh, my dad, they they hooked up, they started going out together, they ended up getting married, and my mom actually got saved first and was praying for the salvation of my dad. And Did she get saved in the Jesus People movement? Um, it was, that would be about it was era, a right? co-worker at JC Penney's oh. letter to the Lord. Wow. So shout out to uh, yeah. witnessing I know. in the workplace. Exactly. Cool. Right. So my dad and her, they were just getting ready for the day and, uh, brushing their teeth. And my dad just asked, well, would God take me with my addiction? And my mom said, yes. And so he gave his life to the Lord and was radically just saved and delivered overnight of drug addiction so just an amazing testimony and my parents growing up they shared their story with us i think that was just so impactful was that um there was an honesty and vulnerability there that they shared their history their struggles with us and it made them more human because i think as children we can look at our parents like you got it all together when really they're just humans doing their best. And it's relieving to know, isn't it? Yeah. yeah when you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so they got really involved in ministry and specifically deliverance ministry and inner healing. So I grew up um, really exposed to that. I was a what we called a sponsor at an encounter weekend, which was a whole weekend of going through like inner vows, ungodly beliefs, judgments, forgiveness, and just really working through past history stuff and cleaning out the closet. And that's something my parents would host at a church that they actually helped start. And at I think 13, I sponsored somebody through that. So I led them through that weekend. And the girl was older than me. And I remember thinking, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> It felt, I don't know, I felt really excited about it. But at the same time, like, she's older and I'm 13. Why would she want to listen to me? But it was a really powerful weekend. And just being exposed to inner healing at such a young age, I, I really just got a value for it. And it's impacted my life in every season of my life, really. And um, actually something Christelle and I were talking about yesterday was I grew up in charismania and Mm -hmm. we were talking about how charismania can kind of become a religion in itself. Um, It can can become emotions of religion. Just like a lot of people think that religion is just, you know, the non-charismatic churches maybe or people are not as demonstrative. But I mean, I relate to Ashley in this. Yeah. anything that you're doing over and over that doesn't have a heart connect to God can become motions, which is essentially religion. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I grew up really experiencing God and I actually don't remember, um, getting saved. I just was like born and raised in it. But when I was, um, six years old, I got baptized and I remember before being baptized, I was weeping and, Uh, the pastor baptizing me was like, why are you crying? And I didn't, I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. But 
looking back, I just really felt the presence of God. That was so when I was real marked. decision yeah. probably was right there. Yeah. That's and awesome. really that's when God um, became more real. And when I knew him, not just as somebody I went to, you know, kids church to hear about or in the Bible or stories, but he was real and he could touch my life. So that was at six. And like from that point on, I just remember feeling a closeness. I, I would journal. Like I just, I, I was, I don't know if you would call it a seer, but I would see a lot too. Um, and as a child, and I remember sharing that with my parents and, and they really pastored that well. They didn't, they didn't shut it down, but they really gave me a place just to be me and experience the Lord. So I, I really encountered God through uh, God the Father and then Holy Spirit too. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until much later in my life that I, I really got a value more for Jesus and the cross and salvation. And, and what, what, what was it that actually made you really realize that you didn't have a, uh, you had more of the revelation of the Father and the Holy yeah. Spirit, but not so much Jesus. Like yeah. what about? Well, that's a great like question. Happened? Yeah. So I was um, in leadership and on staff at my church, and my mom was the pastor at the time. She was a senior pastor, and then we actually ended up merging with another church that was very evangelical, and their win on a Sunday was seeing people saved. Hmm. And I remember, like, I was leading worship, going to church, serving, and um, we merged. And every Sunday, Pastor Brad um, down in Texas, he would just release a message, and then he would always do an altar call. And his messages were so black and white, and they weren't very experiential. So I was used to, like, the presence, which <laughs> I love, and I so value it, and it changes your life. But... But he was just like, you got to get your life right. Like, you got to weed things out and become more black and white and really live with conviction. And so I would sit on a Sunday, like, after helping lead worship, I'd sit and be like, am I a Christian? Like, I was so convicted. Like, how am I living my life? Am Am I really saved? Like, just really starting to question those things and really hungry to live more from the Word. And then I... Um, moved here um, after getting married and and started coming to Global Prayer House and how I met Christelle was all through that journey. Um, well, maybe but, pause there for a second. Yeah. Rewind a little bit. Yeah. So let's go back. Okay. So you're you really experienced the Lord probably when you really gave your life to the Lord. Yeah. At least in a way that was super intentional. It was yeah. your six. Absolutely. Okay. Then you went through this family of just like valuing inner healing and freedom and all of yes. that stuff. And like that's marking you obviously because yeah. at 13, like yeah. that's crazy. You're like leading people through that yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, Very different. <laughs> but now you are married. Yeah. Maybe talk just a little bit about. Yeah. In between. Yeah. Yeah. So my man, he's amazing. Yeah. So Andrew and I, uh, we've been married just over two years and we both went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. We actually never met in person there. Um, He was on his own path. I was on my own path, but I remember him getting called out and prophesied over and spoken over and it just really impacted me. He stood up in the room, everybody else was sitting down, somebody gave him a word, 
and just a word of encouragement and I was like something changed in the room when that guy stood up like whoa who is this guy (laughs) so I was um yeah just my spirit I guess like noticed him and stuff I noticed him and and then it wasn't until a year after I moved back to Texas that we connected on social media and then like a year after that that my now sister-in-law actually connected us and one night I was hanging out with her and she's like hey what do you think of Andrew Kennedy and I just told her I have a crush on him I feel kind of like a junior high school girl like I don't even know him Yeah. yeah it's just social media which is like such a small part of your life And she's like, no way, I'm going to tell him. So she commented on his photo. Hey, my friend has a crush on you. Contact me if you're interested. That's how our journey started. We started writing. We started Skyping. On the third Skype, I just went into it basically wanting a DTR, which is defining the relationship. (laughs) And going into it like, hey, if he's not interested, I don't want to pour into this anymore. I don't want to get emotionally connected and involved in a relationship when he's in a different country. Andrew's Canadian. So that chat happened halfway through. I went to the restroom, came back, sat down, and he said, I have something to tell you. I want to pursue you. I want to wear your heart. And I was super shocked because I was heading back into the room to be like, hey, like so good to get to know you a little bit, but I don't know where this is going. And, you know, so I was I was shocked and just said, well, you're going to have to come to Texas and meet me and pursue me here on my turf and meet my family. Like, we don't even know each other. And he's he's really amazing. Like, he's so kind and so patient, so compassionate, but he's very black and white, too. So once he knows what he wants, he's not going to move from that. Right. And he... Now looking back, it's like he made up his mind at that point. Like, and it was um, a long journey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a long journey. And I yeah. knew actually knew Andrew before I knew Ashley. And yeah. I saw Andrew go through that. And often people in our community commented because before Ashley and Andrew got married, yeah. we saw the Andrew side, right? And totally. everyone comments on like, "Wow, Andrew is stuck on this girl. Like, I hope <laughs> this girl is interested in him because he had like eyes for one." He was, like, yeah. zoned in on whoever this yeah. Ashley is. And then I ended up meeting you, like, yeah, maybe a year that's right. after. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was a long journey. And it was a long journey. Yeah. And maybe we can do a podcast sometime, actually, yeah. on our on relationships and go into oh, some of that. Because totally. there's so many gold nuggets in even your journey yeah, and, and some of the stuff you learned. And stuff. And, yeah. But, yeah, so you've Amazing. been married how long? Just over two years. Yeah. So I've been here in this community um, for just over two years, a few days after we got married, I relocated to where Andrew lives and yeah, we love it baby. here and we have a baby and yeah, so this, this place has really, yeah, changed my life too and just pushed me more into, um, that Jesus aspect of just getting to know Jesus and that black, more black and white, um, approach and just walking with the Lord and having some non-negotiables and and not just being too whimsy because <laughs> I am a free spirit so she is, yeah. yeah so Andrew keeps me grounded majorly which I'm very very grateful for but yeah we have a baby she's four and a half months old um she's so cute I, yeah Josephine. Josephine yeah Josephine Ray Hope and she has been such an amazing addition to our lives Josephine means 
uh, God will add or God of increase. And we really felt that over her life, that she was just going to add so much to the world, to our life. And we wanted her to know who her God is, that unlimited resources, he's the God of increase. So we love her. She she's just beautiful. I could talk about her for a while. Yeah, but she could. It's easy yeah. To talk about her kids. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear just a couple of things. Okay. Yeah. I know just from your story, I think the listeners can hear too that you're you're passionate about people being free. You're passionate mm-hmm. about, um, but not just freedom being healed, mm-hmm. right? And not yeah. just physical healing, but emotional yes. healing. But I would like to. Just pause on the emotional healing for a second and yep. go into maybe some of the physical healing because yeah. part of your story, which you haven't shared just yet, yeah. um, is going through a journey of some maybe physical issues in your life. Yes. Right? Yeah. And just yep. getting to know God through that and yeah. maybe navigating some disappointment, yes. but also some victories. Maybe oh, just yeah. share a little bit about that. Lots of that. Yeah. So I was a junior in high school. So I was in 11th grade. I got mono. A lot of people get mono. So to me, I was like, no big deal. I have mono. And my doctor at the time was like, either you quit school or you um, come in every week for IV treatments and get a boost so you can get through the week. So me being a Enneagram 3, it's like, I'm not quitting school and I'm not going to stop playing volleyball. Like I'm just going to go you know, dive headfirst into this. And so had mono, continue with my life, um, really ran myself into the ground at a young age, which really blew my mind because I felt like I was way older than I actually was. And everybody looked at me and was just like, you're healthy and you're happy and you're smiley and nothing's wrong with your life. But on the inside, I'm like, facing chronic illness well, and that's every right. day and exhausted. And that's right <laughs> at the age where you feel invincible too. So probably oh, in yeah. your mind you're like, oh, this is going to be fine if I just oh try pushing yeah. myself in all these ways. Oh, I was like, I'm going to change the world. Like right. I'm, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to go to Bethel School of Ministry and then I'm going to be launched into the nations and like right. have an orphanage in Africa and like all this stuff. I mean, I had my plan. I was like, I know what I'm going to do with my life. So sickness was... A battle with that plan and with the way that I was wired yeah. and just wanting to tackle life and like it really achieve. slowed you down yeah it did a lot so I um yeah I went through treatments uh, every week IV treatments amazing doctor Christian man he was really fighting for me too and um I ended up getting meningitis viral meningitis I was hospitalized crazy story anyways got through that got to Bethel right after graduating and was there for two years and then after two years my parents just said you have to come home like you've got to get well so that you can be all who God's created you to be and do what he's called you to do and I remember I was out standing outside of their prayer house at Bethel. And, and Bethel, for those who don't know what Bethel is, it's yeah, it's a church in Redding, California. That I mean, you have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard of Bethel. But yeah, you know there are a lot of people who haven't. Absolutely. And they yeah. Bethel has pioneered some amazing things. Like they pioneered just a presence of God movement, mm-hmm. a healing movement. Mm-hmm. They had outpouring and awakening there for a number of years. So Bethel is known as a place that. A lot of people get healed. Yes. This yeah. physical healing. Oh, yeah. So you were probably anticipating oh, going yeah. there and being like, this is my answer. I have this on my checklist. Go to Bethel, get healed. <laughs> To-do list. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, great way of summarizing that for sure. And so it was really disappointing 
yeah. whenever I got to a point of my parents saying, you got to come home. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to go home. I had gained a bunch of weight and it didn't make sense because I wasn't eating a lot. So my parents were like, something's up. I wasn't sleeping well. Looking back, it's like, I was so sick, but just on a spiritual high, you know, right. in Bible school. And, and I was like 20 at the time. So yeah, prime of my life. And so I ended up moving back home and, um, that was like reverse culture shock. Like this is not where I planned on ending up. And I remember driving down the road one day and telling the Lord, God, I thought I was going to go to the nations and why am I here? Like, and I just felt it. I felt the disappointment. And the Lord was like, if you can't learn to love your family and love where you're at, you're not going to be able to love, you know, the person in the dirt in Africa or like going to the nations and loving the one, like love your family, love who's right in front of you. So that's the journey that I went on. And I was, I've battled, yeah, chronic illness for about seven years. Mono turned into chronic fatigue syndrome and pointed me basically to a specialist in Dallas and he really helped me and did tons of natural treatments. So I'm kind of crunchy. I, yeah, got on a crazy just elimination diet and that's a whole other story. But I got well through that, through getting treatments and then really going after some counseling as well and working through some childhood wound stuff and Internal and things. internal stuff, which, yeah, we really are like onions. We're layers. Yeah. And peeling that back, it's like you think you've done so much work and then there's mm-hmm. something else that comes up. Well, and, and this kind of goes with what First John says, that your body prospers as your soul prospers yeah. too, right? And it's like you can see like the interconnectedness of spirit, soul, and body. And yes. Things oh, that, so, like you can go for so external true. healing in your physical yeah. body or you can do it for just your, you know, your emotions or memories yeah. or all the mental stuff. But really you need healing in all areas of your life, yeah. like yeah. just inviting the Lord in in every area and every way, yeah. and yeah, sounds and like I'm a strategic so season for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ashley's I'm extremely so passionate. passionate about that. She also, like, it's really interesting that people, a lot of people would find really intriguing, is that she <laughs> went into. What do you call it? I don't want to botch it. Lymphatic. Yeah, lymphatic drainage. Yeah, so like learning that. like a career that. track. So yeah. she learned she learned that, went to school for that, yeah. and then actually started doing that for a while in yeah. Texas and yeah. continued on doing it in multiple locations. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's just removing toxins. Yeah, it's getting your body to flow. The lymphatic system is basically your immune system. We're flow-based. That's how God designed us. So it's it's actually your river of life. Uh, your lymphatic system is and it can get sluggish and so I do manual drainage or like a form of massage to just help boost your immune system which basically is your lymphatic system and get you flowing again so yeah that's something that that's I'm doing now yeah introductions I had to you actually, oh yeah because you actually did a treatment on oh my me. gosh that's true I and was, I found yeah. our daughter too oh and I was gosh. like oh this is so amazing yeah um but that's one thing. One of the things I really love about you That's is so you understanding funny. the connection between the physical, yeah. and you're just as passionate, actually. I would say about the huh. the emotional and yeah. the physical aspect, yeah. you know, of being whole, yeah. of that holistic approach. Yes. And you'll hear hear us use that language a lot, even when she's capable, because yeah. a lot of our heart for this is that we see you as women really 
function in you know your original design which God originally designed us to be whole healthy complete you know yeah. to not have to like we'll give you yeah for sure practical things and you know behavioral things you can use and yeah you know things yeah. that you can apply immediately but if you can do things in life from a place of wholeness right yeah. like emotionally whole and healed um, yes. you know physically doing well and spiritually connected to the Lord and really having relationship with him and not just a bunch of you know, motions, Mm -hmm. if you can be whole in all of those ways, man, it's the capacity we have to carry things and to do things well is like massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, my passion for that, like just growing up in, in ministry and being a Christian my whole life and, and seeing amazing like revivals and, um, services and sermons preached and preachers and pastors and kind of seeing a, uh, behind the scenes of that. It's like, okay, well, why are people burning out? Why are people right. like, what, why is there dysfunction? I mean, I get, I get we're all like a work in progress. I totally understand that. But, but totally. But like I'm, being behind the scenes, you actually see, cause I relate yeah, to this, yeah. but you actually see what is truly yeah. going on. The families, yeah. the marriage, you know, yeah. all this stuff. And so I'm, I love she's capable because it really is a holistic approach. And and just like studying this and diving into it more in the church, there there can be such an emphasis on the spiritual, which is amazing and is so needed. But it really needs to be coupled with the emotional because we're people. And God, when He created us, He created spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And our soul or our heart is the seat of our emotions. And just I won't get into it too much, but it's just so fascinating because all this on the Enneagram and personality now, it's like, this is actually an amazing tool to become more emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. and to understand ourselves, become more self-aware so that we can become more whole and so that we can love one another better and have more compassion. Well, yeah, and even for other now, people. the big movement with like the physical aspects of things, you know, like I'm a new mom again yeah. after having a pile of kids and yeah. just had another baby, and I'm seeing this more than ever too. It's like you are seeing, you're hearing holistic and natural uh-huh. and organic and all these words that are kind of basically describing what people are doing there's a whole movement of just treating the physical mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. out there too so you can get caught up in any of it but mm-hmm. you know when you're just thinking of the physical like i have to have my homemade deodorant and my homemade laundry mm-hmm. detergent and i can't in- ingest yeah. toxins this way and, but really you can i mean toxicity actually comes from yeah. high levels of stress that you don't deal yes. with you know pent up emotions yeah. negative thoughts yeah, and really 70, 75% of toxin is actually released through those, where only mm-hmm. 25 is actually physical. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people really get caught up in one. And that's mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight that, because with yeah. Ashley, she probably approaches it the most whole of any person mm-hmm. that I've seen. Like just being that spirit, soul, and body, and just mm-hmm. really embodying that and championing that. Yeah. And I, I would say, like, if you're listening... You're going to be really, really blessed even by the stuff that we're going to attempt to produce for you because we're definitely not experts in any of this stuff, but we're reaching for it just as much as you are. And that's one of the things that Ashley is going to fill. You know, one of the holes that that is in our threesome is going to be her bringing this stuff to you. So I just wanted to point that out with her because if you have ever met her, which some of you I'm sure have, you'll experience that right away. Like she's really passionate about making sure like... You know, you you're dealing with emotions, like mm-hmm. you're feeling, and you're mm-hmm. having healthy ones, mm-hmm. and you're able to express them, mm-hmm. and your physical body, mm-hmm. and the stuff that you eat, and I mean, I think we've had conversations yeah. probably yes. about all of those yes, things. Yes, absolutely. Which is really refreshing. Yeah, 
And I think part of that just passion comes out of who I am and my own personality being three wing four. Like the four is very much like everybody's unique. Like I want to get to know like what's inside of people and pull out the gold so that that they can really become the best version of themselves because I can't give away what I don't have. So even in motherhood, in becoming a mother, man, that's the thing that can just really expose humanity and weakness. Like I know for me in these past months, I'm like, whoa, this is so exposing and revealing. But it's like, man, it's showing what's in there. It's pulling the weeds out so that our garden can flourish, so that we can flourish, so that we can raise up little world changers who can change the world in their own unique way. And so emotional health is huge. And now becoming a mom, I'm even more passionate Mm -hmm. about it. I think more than ever. Well, and you get new triggers. I think with every season of life, you get things triggered. And the great thing about triggers is you know, it's just exposing, right? Yes. It's exposing something that's in there. So we we shouldn't try to avoid triggers. We should try to figure out what the triggers are actually triggering, you know, what's under the surface. They're blessings because they point us to what we need. Yeah. So with emotions, I think there's a lot of talk on just suppress it, Mm -hmm. but emotions can be suppressed for only so long. It's like holding a beach ball underwater. It's one of my doctor's he would say that he's like you can only hold a beach ball under the water for so long and it's going to manifest it's going to pop up so we can only suppress anger or judgment or comparison or self-hatred totally. or shame for so long until it rears its head and then we're like what is happening my life's well, wrecked and sometimes and, you get a, prof- a pro- you can be a professional at keeping it suppressed but it yeah. rears its head in other ways right yeah. it can come out physically, in physical yep. Absolutely. Like things in your body and it can come out in outbursts of different kinds yes. or yeah. even you trying to sabotage things in your life or other people's lives. Yeah. Like anyways. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So triggers are a blessing. They point us to what we need. Yeah. And they're then signals, communicating. Really. Yeah. They're signals. And so I I like emotions and I think... I'm, I'm just really excited to dig into that more and to hear from y'all too, like what your context is whenever you're approaching emotions. Like what's your grid? What's your history when it comes to that? Is it something that you're like, are you getting a like counselor to help you with this or just like where you're at so we want yeah, to hear what you from would like you. to hear about yeah. too like you know we're we're going to be doing a lot of podcasts and having a lot of discussions and we actually did a brain dump where <laughs> we sat down and just wrote down podcast ideas and we literally have oh yeah a lot we do so yeah. we would love to hear what you would like to hear about yeah. any of these things yeah but okay so let's pause on that and i, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions yep Okay, so just so people can get to know you, what is something, so we know what you're passionate about, some of what you're passionate Mm -hmm. about, but what is something that you've had victory in Mm -hmm. that was once a struggle for you? Mm, That's really good. Well, very recently, and this is just me being vulnerable too, um, so most of my life I really didn't battle with comparison, Um, but I would say in the past few months that reared its head and... I just really struggled with it, I think, in, in postpartum and, and having tons of emotions and and not having tons of sleep and just feeling like, whoa, I don't even feel like myself. Like, I, I just felt like things were coming at me, like thoughts and all this stuff. And I just felt bombarded and really was battling with comparison. And so 
um, in the past month, I've just become more open and vulnerable about that. And what's interesting too with the Enneagram, like it's helped me so much because as a three, something that I struggle with is shame. Mm-hmm. So even with battling comparison, even in that struggle, I feel shame that I'm even battling with it. Mm-hmm. And because I want to look like, man, I'm, I'm doing this mom thing good and I'm, I'm working through stuff good. I'm like, this comparison thing's ugly and that's well, shameful. Well, it's probably even worse with the social media and just seeing yeah. everyone's lives more, right? Yeah, yeah. And being around women in similar seasons is amazing. It's a gift. Like, Crystal is a newborn, or not a newborn, but, you know, your well, baby's up. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Kinda close still. Yeah. And around other babies and everything, and, and it's like, wow, it's amazing to be in a similar season with friends and, yeah, social media and all this stuff, but it can also be a measuring stick sometimes. Absolutely. And so lately, I've just been like, What's well, a fine line, right? Of yeah. Like being inspired. Yes. And, and or you know, getting down on yourself or feeling, I always think of comparison as just like, either you feel really awesome or really crappy. So it's better just not to do. It's like like a high or a low. Right. It's like a lot of pride or just like, you just feel really, really bad about yourself. So it's like probably better not to do, but to also be honest and, you know, with yourself or where you're at and be like, oh, they do that really well. I don't do that so well. Let's apply that to my life and be a learner, right? Exactly. And also be humble enough to release info you have. Because I used to think it was prideful to try to teach somebody something. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, no, it's it's actually helpful to give information that you have, you know, but also realizing you don't know it all. Absolutely. Hmm, Yeah. So that's been something that I've just been overcoming and seeing victory in a lot lately just through having honest conversations and Andrew and I we yeah we just opened up about our parenting journey with some friends and ever since then I realized wow I'm actually not battling with these thoughts in comparison and yeah Mm -hmm. and I just I exposed it I brought it into the light right and then God could shine his light and boom like then there's life again, and I can enjoy life more yeah. when that's not, like, eating away because, really, it steals joy. Totally. And being joyful, experiencing joy, enjoying my daughter, enjoying my yeah, friends, enjoying the my... season. Yeah. yeah. And then it's exhausting, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. So I've seen victory over comparison, which has been cool because it's something I didn't really struggle with before. Well, so. and that kind of leads to the question I was going to sort of wrap it up with which is something that you're struggling with right now and you're trying to overcome which would be Mm -hmm. probably the same thing Mm -hmm. but what's awesome about that is I mean I'm sure as you're listening you can relate to Ashley maybe not the exact situation you know in parenting maybe maybe it is in parenting but really being honest with where we're at even with the emotions that we're having and the situations we're going through but not being led by them. Yes. And letting truth, Absolutely. you know, come into those. Yeah, that's um, huge. Those areas where we're really struggling or feeling certain things. Like, feel the emotion, you know, recognize what you're struggling with, but see it as a signal. Let's get to the root of this. Where is this from? I'm not going to let this lead my life. Because they're not necessarily true, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're indicators. Indicators. You know, I they're, know. I yeah, love that. they're gifts and stuff, really. And it's like, I remember a book we grew up reading going on a bear hunt. I don't know if any of you out there have read that or read it to your kids, but it was 
the book in our house and basically they're going on an adventure and they can't get through the river without going through it they can't get over it they can't get under it they got to go through it and so in my adult life I actually think of that story a lot of times Mm. when I'm going through something or faced with something it's like I actually can't get over this or under it without going through it and I can get through it because I have a word and invite people into that get some counsel like that's an amazing part of community I love yeah that's something I'm passionate about too is community and friendship and um and just really exposing what's going on on the inside yeah. with friends because they can speak some truth and speak well, some wisdom yeah yes <laughs> don't don't do this with people who are just gonna blow it up and make it a bigger issue yeah because but, but having a good group where you can be real yeah. and knowing who to go deep with and yes. who to, but still being real with people yeah being honest yeah yeah being honest with the lord being honest with yourself being honest with other people because denial is totally a robber of that and we <laughs> yeah we won't get into that now but no there, as you can tell there could be lots of podcasts yeah. that we could yeah we could talk about but Absolutely. is there anything else that you would really want people to get to know you because you know even as we're going forward in the she's capable thing and we've the three of us and Shelby's actually out of town now so mm-hmm. Ashley and I are going to be interviewing each other for our first couple get to know you yeah. and then you'll get to know Shelby too but um the three of us have really been passionate about letting you in on our journey so it's not yeah. just we're coming to you with like here's a bunch of stuff that we learned and you get to now hear yeah. and that's some of it there's some stuff we've learned but it's also Absolutely. just going together with us on the journey and feeling encouraged and we've done some surveys even with moms and stuff and yeah you know women in different seasons of life and people just don't want to be alone yeah really at the, bottom, at the end of the day they yeah. want to know it's normal you know and they want just to be encouraged and yeah that's what we want so yeah I think connection is huge like just in starting she's capable and researching what's out there and what are women talking about and and you might be it you might be a single in high school or college or you might be a new mom or you might be a grandma like whatever stage of life like as I've done research I've just seen like yeah there are pain points at any point in life and how those are such a door and such an invitation into growth and change and that's really how she's capable came about was just seeing this need for connection and uh, social media can be such a gift and super fun and an outlet and it can also be a escape Mm -hmm. you know a place just to escape and numb out Um, and it can be a source of pain and but we really want it to be a source of encouragement and yeah. and we want to use that platform to totally. just really connect with y'all and and pour into you and that's a passion of of my life is connection. I think I um I recently just I'm like, wow, I just want to get to the heart of the matter, you know? And in womanhood and growing as a woman, I think there's so much expectation mm-hmm. and with that expectation can come disappointment and then it can look like depression and all kinds of things but but I think just instead of going through life for me and denying uh pain and and what I'm going through it's like why don't I just bring it into the light and really a phrase that I've adopted recently in situations because there's always situations and circumstances that can come out of nowhere 
and be really challenging, um, I've adopted the phrase, like, this sucks, but I choose joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's really helped me yeah. a lot because I'm changing my focus from the circumstance to I'm going to choose joy. Absolutely. Because joy is an option. It's a choice. At any yeah. time. Yeah. So it's a choice. And well, and that's happiness is circumstantial. And yeah. the world always talks about happiness. But joy comes from the Lord. And it's something that we have access to because we have the Holy Spirit inside yeah. of us. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's amazing. Yeah. And this three part approach, like we just, yeah, we really want <clears throat> that to be, that's a heartbeat of this. Like that, we want to bring the spiritual side, the emotional side, and the practical side and and really just champion you. Uh, challenge you sometimes we do need to be challenged in our mm-hmm. mindsets and in the ruts that we're in called up called out totally. and to be um all who god's created us to be to be the best version of you so that you can love yourself or love god love yourself love people around you um even better and more more whole so really good just to chat and um let us know more about you send us um, comments, Facebook messages, Instagram messages. We want to connect with you. We want to get to know you more. And um, we're so excited just to get to know y'all and share more about us and our journey too. Yeah. So this was really fun, Christelle. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I did too. Yeah. And if there's anything that you heard today that, again, that you would love to hear more on, we would really like to, to know that because, again, there's a lot of, you know, avenues we could go down when it comes to talking about different things and so so true um, we're just trying to figure out what to do first uh, (laughs) essentially so if there's anything that you would like to hear more um, from Ashley because there's a a lot of things that we talked about today that she's passionate about and that she can bring to the table and you know and even with all of us like even if we're not experts we we would just want to have a conversation absolutely you know and just talk about these things and, and bring it out and yeah so we just thank you for coming on this journey with us and we look forward to having more discussions thanks for tuning in to the she's capable podcast please review us and if you like what you hear subscribe we also want to let you know that we have a free ebook out called becoming the best version of you to download this free ebook follow the link in the episode notes below thanks again for tuning in see you next time